We're going to talk about another kind of pollution, light pollution. The brilliant lights of urban life can block out the light from distant stars. So stargazers in the UK have recently come up with a workaround. It's a list of dark sky locations where anyone can go to enjoy a good view of the night sky. Dan Hillier is with Dark Sky Discovery. We reached him at the Royal Observatory in Edinburgh, Scotland. Scotland actually has some very remote and rural communities up in the Highlands and Islands. And we got a program together, which we called that program Dark Sky Scotland. It's really taken off. And, and the whole idea of Dark Sky seems to captivate people. Why do you think that is? Why, why do people respond? Well, the phrase Dark Sky, I think, gives an impression of an immediate connection with the night sky that's not as complicated and maybe tricky or difficult as using telescopes and binoculars. So whilst astronomy is and can be very high tech, the idea of experiencing a dark sky is a much more immediate experience of the night sky. Do you find people are less familiar than they used to be with the night sky? Uh, uh, without doubt. I think most people do live in uh, relatively light-polluted areas, and we rarely get a chance to see the whole sky in its entirety. So light pollution coupled with sort of tall buildings and other structures means that we're just not familiar with stuff that's up there sort of every night of the year, really. And we've, we've lost that connection. You have people coming to the observatory tonight. What's up there tonight? What will they see? So the audience will be um, having a look at our telescope. We've got a, a dome structure that can rotate. So we might even hear that rumbling in the background in a moment. I think the main object people will recognize, and this is true for people anywhere in the Northern Hemisphere, essentially, will be the bright object in the southeastern sky, a bright star-like object called Jupiter. It's actually a planet, the largest in the solar system. It's fantastic just to be able to see it and recognize it with the naked eye. If you get the chance to look at it through a small telescope or even a pair of binoculars, you may be able to make out some three or four small dots lined up either side of the planet. Those are the, the planet's moons, and those are the moons that Galileo saw when he was the first person to look at Jupiter with a telescope and made some fantastic first sketches of those moons. And if you're lucky enough to look at that Jupiter over a series of two or three nights, what you'll see is that they change positions because these moons are orbiting Jupiter and the speed at which, with which they do that mean that from night to night they're in different positions and it's quite fantastic to see another system uh, out there in space. Do you remember the first time you saw Jupiter and the moons? Yes, I do. I was uh, up in uh, the Highlands. It was a residential event. Someone had brought a telescope along for that event. There's something curious that, that when you see something that is another world and another system, such as Jupiter and its moons, it makes you feel connected with the universe, but also it, it gives you a new perception of Earth in your own place on Earth. So it's, it's, it's sort of looking outwards, but looking inwards at the same time. Dan Hillier is project leader of the group called Dark Sky Discovery. It's organizing a list of good places to go for the best view of the night sky. Thank you. Have a lovely evening with your folks. Okay, thanks very much. All right.